Little Good Girl Podcast. It is your host, Justice Antica. And, you know, God kind of told me to do a little something different with a couple of my episodes. Like, I'm going to keep doing me. But he kind of showed me a little something, something different. So, I'm going to introduce that to y'all today. Um, now... You know, we're trying to get our life together. And the only way we can get our life together is to have an actual relationship with God, right? And the only way you can have a relationship with somebody is to get to know them, right? So, okay, I'm trying to introduce y'all to God. That's that's, that's pretty much what this is about to be today. So, if you don't know, when you look at the different testaments, you got the Old Testament, you got the New Testament. Most people like the New Testament. And most people like fully just deal with the new testament or the walk or you know the life of jesus and these things like that and people be staring away from the old testament because you know it's kind of like he thou she how and who is these people (laughs) it's like okay there's a whole lot going on and huh what and sometimes your attention span can be a little bit short but that's what i'm here for because i make everything a little spicy (laughs) y'all know on tiktok be like why is it so spicy (laughs) So, I love the Old Testament, actually, and hopefully, my love for the Old Testament, me kind of giving y'all a couple of these little stories, these little bean bow pick pals, and if y'all know me on TikTok, y'all know I give some really good stories, so, um, without further ado, I'm going to kind of do, not so much a Bible study, but it's kind of a Bible study, because you're going to get to hear, like, different stories in the Old Testament, which the Old Testament pretty much shows you God's character. And if you don't really know who God is, you don't know who you're serving. You'll think that God is this father who is always like, you know, trying to correct you and look down on you and whoop you and, you know, not let you do nothing. Don't want you to have fun. Stay in the house. Don't go out. Don't do this. Don't wear that. And instead of really knowing his real character or like, I have a plan for you, a plan to prosper you, not to harm you, things like that. So it's a lot of like, We'll look at God as whoever our father is, right? Like your earthly father. And reading the Old Testament kind of sheds all of the like miscon... I can't say the word, but y'all know what I'm saying. (laughs) That concept that you have of God from either social media, because social media be upside down, left, and wrong. So, or, you know, a lot of these churches back in the day didn't really explain God for real or sometimes you'll have an issue with your own parents and you'll kind of think of God as that same way um so here we go so today we're gonna deal with judges <clears throat> and I'm like right now I'm in judges 7 1 through eight seventeen today but let me tell y'all so what I like coming into judges is because Moses is gone um, he passed away, and actually, he passed away the best way. I mean, like, God buried Moses. God buried Moses, and no one knows where this grave is. And then Joshua came into play, but now Joshua's gone. So, you know, it's like if the church, which is Israel, right? Because Moses let my people go, and he was leading the Israelites, and then he passed away, passed the torch on to Joshua, because Joshua was the only person, well, it one of two people, him and Caleb, were the only two people that believed that they can actually go and take over into the land of milk and honey, the promised land, right? And if y'all want me to go back into these stories, I can do that, but that was your little, <laughs> like, you know how you watching the show, and it's like, 
what happened last week. Okay, so that was that. And now we're going to go into the show. So, now we in Judges. And the thing about Judges is the church is just wild. Israel is just, the Israelites are just wild. They're serving other gods. They just doing everything God said don't do. Like, I mean, that's what they always do. But it's really bad because they don't have a leader to step up and say, hey, why are y'all doing that? Repent. Nobody is, like, leading them for real, for real right now, right? So, God rises up these judges. The issue with the judges, he'll rise up a judge, and for that judge's lifetime, they'll be telling, they'll be the mouthpiece of God. They'll be the mouthpiece of God, right? Kind of like the prophet. Mouthpiece of God do this do that they're they're saving them from all the issues because every time that they turn their back on god god turns them over to their oppressor right so god saved them then they go worship other gods so then he let them go in bondage for another 30 years 10 years 40 years different is multiple years if you're reading judgment this keep happening over and over again and They'll cry like, oh my gosh, this is getting really bad and we're really oppressed. God help us. And then he'll rise up a judge. And the judge, until that judge die, he'll be the one saying, don't do this, do this. Saving them, rescuing them, going to war, all of this. As soon as that judge die, they right back worshiping other guys. Like, how quickly do they forget, right? So, right now, um, we're going to start with Judges 7-1. And there's some really good points in here. So that's kind of why I wanted to do this. So it says, So Jerobal, that is Gideon, and his army got up early and went as far as the spirit, the spring of Herod. The armies of Midian were camped north of them in the valley near the hill of Morah. We're we going to ignore a lot of these names I can't pronounce. And the Lord said, to Gideon. First off, before I say this, they're about to go to war. They've been being oppressed for, I think, the last 40 years. And God has finally said, okay, I'm going to save you for them. I'm you victory. So Gideon get his, his army together, okay? And he's like, God was like, hold on. Hold on, player. <laughs> so the Lord said to Gideon, you have too many warriors with you. If I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they saved themselves by their own strength. Therefore, tell the people, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain and go home. So 22,000 of them went home, leaving only 10,000 who were willing to fight. But the Lord told Gideon, there are still too many. Bring them down to the spring and I will test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. Okay, pause, skirt, pause. So, they were about to go to war. And most of the time you go to war, you want you want everybody. Come on, we all we got to go. We got to have numbers. But God ain't like that. God like, hold on, because it, it's me that's doing this. It's not y'all. Because if y'all could have saved yourselves, y'all would have been saved yourself, okay? So, first of all, what we not going to do is get no confusion because obviously y'all a little slow. Um, And every time I save y'all, y'all forget. So, let me make sure that you know. Let me make sure you put some respect on my name. Some of y'all need to go home. You got 20 people. Why is it 20? Why? First of all. It says 22,000 went home, leaving 10,000. 
Why you got 32,000 men? I'm telling you, you gonna win. I'm God. You don't need 32,000 men. They gonna, y'all feel like y'all gonna win if it's 32,000 men. And a lot of the times, that's in our own lives. A lot of the time, God has to humble us. If we got everything right, oh, you know, I got this new car. You're going to be like, I got this car because I worked hard. No, you got the car because God gave you favor at that car lot. <laughs> because you know your credit jacked up. And you really ain't got no money to pay no car. That's a $50,000 car you got. Okay, baby? And so sometimes God has to humble us. You have to lose the job. And then God go, go to the car lot and go get a car. You be like, but I ain't got no job. Yeah, because if you had the job, you would think it was by your own money. Uh-huh. Okay. So... A lot of this stuff, you have to apply it to your own life. Like, okay, a lot of the times you be like, I don't know because I'm praying for all these things and my life is just falling apart. Because if it was just getting greater and greater, you would think that, oh, my life is perfect and it's happening and I'm self-made and I did this on my own. No, 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 you didn't. No, you didn't. And God knows that he has to make sure that we remember this was him. He has to get the glory. Everything is for God's glory right okay so then verse four so we have seven four now if y'all following on along if you're not following along you in a car you in the shower you know what i'm saying i like to listen to podcasts while i'm cleaning the house in the shower driving doing my hair so whatever you're doing sis i'm right here with you mm-hmm. so verse four but the lord told gideon there are still too many Bring them down to the spring, and I will test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. Now he got to test the soldiers to see if they can go and win the victory. What if God is about to give you victory, but he's testing your homegirls. He's testing your family members. And to see if they're going to be able to handle the success he's about to give you. You know how they had that saying, back then they want me now, I'm hot down all on me. Or you want shooting with me at the gym. Or you know those sayings like, <laughs> God testing them to see if they're going to be shooting with you at the gym. Because they want to celebrate these victories when you, you know what I'm saying. But no. So you have to sometimes look like, dang, it's like everybody going through around me. Like I'm going through, but then girl, this happened to my mom. And then like, oh, my homegirl, like she got a lot going on. And how we don't know that that's just God trying to prepare and see, are these the people that need to go with you into this next level? Or how you don't know that God ain't testing you to see your homegirl could be about to, about to get hit it big. She could be, she about to be the next Sarah Jakes, but your life falling apart, and she look like you. She you don't even see the calling on her life right now. Like Shorty is really not there. How you don't know that he ain't testing you? You like you know what? She irritating every time she call me. She crying. She whining. She got a little sad story. Ah. How you know God ain't testing you to see that, okay, could you deal with this now? Because, see, your hunger could be the main one <laughs> that's about to make sure that your business is going to pour into your business and your business ideas to make sure that you flourish when she get to where she's going. How you don't know that this is not kingdom business going on right here? How you don't know that this is not a connection that's supposed to be in your life? Okay. Okay. So, 
5. When Gideon took his warriors down to the water, the Lord told him, divide the men into two groups. And one group put all of those who cupped the water in their hands and lap it up with their tongues like a dog. And the other group put all those who kneel down and drink with their mouths in the stream. First of all, if I had to drink out of a stream, I'd be messed up. <laughs> I live in America. Okay. Is it purified? <laughs> Does it have electrolytes for taste? <laughs> Second of all, put my face in the water and drink it. Yeah, I'd be in the first group. I got to pick it up and put it in my water and look at it, make sure ain't nothing in it before I... Yeah, you feel me? Okay. Uh, what group you in? You about to just stick your whole head in that stream and just... Out the stream. You could be sucking up fish turds. Like, I don't... I shouldn't say that on my podcast, but I'm just saying. This high thing. Like, either you with it or you with it. I mean, if y'all here, if y'all been listening to my podcast all this time, you kind of know how I am. Okay, only 300 of the men drank from their hands. All the others got down on their knees and drank with their mouths in the stream. The Lord told Gideon, With these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you the victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. Man, I would have been the one. I see. I knew I was the down friend. I knew I was the friend that was going to see the promised land. Yes. Because... I'm not putting my head in no stream. <laughs> See, he wanted the smart ones to go. <laughs> I'll just look. Don't quote me on that. I'll just be in funny like, but for real. What? Y'all weird. Like, you're going to bend all the way down, get on your knees, then bend down, put your head in the wall. What? No, he only wanted to see God know that I'm intelligent. You know what I'm saying? So he gonna let me go to the next level. If it, if it's my friends about to blow up, I'm cheering for them. I'm rooting for them. I'm praying for them. I'm warning the spirit for them because I what? You my homegirl. I don't care. Argument, no argument. I don't care. But you know everybody ain't. <laughs> so he told him to send all the other ones home. So Gideon collected the provisions, a ram's horn. Of the other's warrior. Hold on. So Gideon collected the provisions and ram's horns of the other warriors and sent them home. But he kept the 300 men with him. The Midianite camp was in the valley just below Gideon. That night the Lord said, Get up, go down to Midianite. He said, Get up. Go down into the Midianite camp, for I have given you victory over them. And I like that. Because I realized something about God. Every time that he is taking them to war, before they ever get to the war, he like, I didn't get you the victory. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. You ain't even got to the war yet. You putting on your work clothes, you a little scared. Remember, just a couple verses ago, he was like, everybody that's scared, tell them to go home. So there's people that's like, oh my God, we got to fight. What if I die? What if I never get back? What if I don't see my kids? What if my wife married my brother? <sighs> what? What? I can't breathe. Like, because that would be me. Like, <laughs> Wait, hold up. Like, think about going to the army and they like, okay, so 
<laughs> we about to drop you off. Like you're, you know what I'm saying? Okay. You like, hold on, wait. That's when it all hits you. And he like, all right, y'all can go home. Y'all scared. Go home. First of all, because if you got fear in you, you're not going to get to that next week. God didn't give you the spirit of fear. He gave you the spirit of love, peace, and a sound mind. So first of all, if you got the spirit of fear, that first of all, they come from the devil. Fear is of the devil. Second of all, fear ain't going to get you where you got to go. Because fear is the opposite of faith. So obviously, he going to send those off. He going to tell them, go and go back home. Because you ain't even got faith that I'm, gonna, I'm about to give you victory. And when have I failed? I am God. So when have I failed? Y'all came to me. Y'all came crying out to me. Y'all came to me saying y'all need help. But you up here scared. All right, go home. And then he had them separate into two groups. And in my opinion, he picked the smarter group. Because <laughs> I'm not sticking my head in this water. So you, you, you need faith. Faith without works is dead. But if you're working backwards and working dumb, you're still not going to get nowhere. So you need faith and you need wisdom, which is applied knowledge right okay boom so now we got our group we got our 300 men okay now it's time god is saying okay i want you to go down into the midianites cap it's time for you to go down there and get the victory that you're supposed to get all right but you've already won it's, it's over i did it i'm just letting you go ahead and go do it god has already did everything you needed him to do it's already provided the provision is already yours you just have to now walk into it he's not going to lead you somewhere and not already have a plan and a purpose and have it already figured out for you he is god he created everything he created time he stands outside of time himself so everything within time is already done he just standing outside watch if that's too big of a concept rewind it and play it again until it gets into your spirit okay so he said for i have already given you the victory over them but if you are afraid to attack go down to the camp with your servant pura listen to what the midianites are saying and you will be greatly encouraged then you will be eager to attack. So Gideon took Pura and went down to the edge of the enemy's camp. The armies of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east had settled in the valleys like a swarm of locusts. I mean, it's a lot of them, okay? Their camels were like grain of sand on the seashore, meaning there's a lot of them. Too many to count. Gideon crept up just as a man was telling his companion about a dream. The man said, I had this dream, and in my dream, a loaf of barley bread came tumbling down the Midianite camp and hit the tent, turned it over, and knocked it flat. The companion answered, your dream can only mean one thing. God has given Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelites, victory over Midian and all of his allies. When Gideon heard the dream and the interpretation, he bowed and worshiped before the Lord. We got to start giving God thanks right then. See, that's one thing that I really admired about Abraham. 
again, you better read these old these these old testaments, baby. Because you're trying to figure out how do I do this? How I live this? Read these old testaments, baby. Because these folks didn't even have Jesus. They had it way harder. I just like how our grandparents, like you have to listen to the wise. They didn't have no phones, no Google, no nothing, but they made it. Them people got it out the mud. I'm gonna listen to you. You got some wisdom. So I'm gonna listen to the old testament because it's too much wisdom in there. Abraham, everywhere this man used to go, everywhere this man used to go, he's setting up temples to give worship to God. Oh, yeah. Then he set up another temple. And then he set up another temple. And Like, oh, we need to be in constant worship and not just, oh, thanks, but no, real worship. So as soon as Gideon heard that that the Midianites even know we about to win. Like, we didn't know that we was about to win. God told me we was about to win. But then I was going to say, I was still kind of feeling a little iffy. But they even know that they done lost. So the first thing he did, you know what? God, you was right. Thank you. He bowed down, kneeled down, and worshiped. Bowed. He said he bowed and worshiped before the Lord. That's what it says. Then he returned to the Israelite camp and shouted, Get up, for the Lord has given you victory over the Midianite hordes. He divided 300 men into three groups and gave each man a ram's horn and a clay jar with a torch in it. Then he said to them, Keep your eyes on me. When I come to the edge of the camp, do just as I do. As soon as I and those with me blow the ram's horn, blow your horn too all around the enemy's camp and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. If, sorry, it was just after midnight, after the changing of the guard, when Gideon and the 100 men with him reached the edge of the Midianite camp, suddenly they blew the ram's horn and broke their clay jars. Then all three groups blew their horn and broke their jars they held the blazing torches in their hand, in their left hand, and the horn in their right hand. And they shouted a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Each man stood at his position around the camp and watched as all the Midianites rushed around in panic. They were panicking, shouting as they ran to escape. When the 300 is uh, when the 300 Israelites blew their ram's horn, the Lord caused the warriors in the camp to fight against each other with their swords. First of all, boom, 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 right there. Stop right there. Okay, I don't know if y'all remember, but there was a story where God had them it, it, it wasn't Gideon Holy Spirit please bring it to me I want to say it was Joshua I think it was his first uh, his first real battle and they were going to take Lord I hope I'm not wrong was it Jerusalem <laughs> I, hope not, I hope I'm not wrong y'all but they were going to take over and it had walls because cities have walls back then. That's who keep the invasions out, the people that they, the invaders out and people who they want, don't want in their cities out. And God said to march around the wall for seven days, march around the wall. But on the seventh day, 
blow your horn and when he blew the horn the walls fell and they killed everybody now here we go with this horn it's like god want us to shout in victory because when god when they blew that horn god confused the enemy and had the enemy fighting against himself y'all so scared y'all pulling out y'all sword on your fellow comrade y'all don't hear me the Lord confused the enemy to tear his own self down. Stop worrying about your haters, your enemies, your naysayers. If you would just praise God, shout unto the Lord, give him some worship. He going to take care of that. He going to confuse them where, look, my mom used to say this prayer. She used to say this prayer and I don't know if she was just being funny, but I be saying this prayer for real. Lord, give him some business. Lord, get them so much business that they can't even worry about me. Fill their hands up with something to do. Overwork them, Lord. Give them some business of their own. God will get them off of you. You ain't, them folks, these folks is watching. It says, let me rewind. Each man stood at his position around the camp and watched as the Midianites rushed around in panic, shouting as they tried to escape when the 300 Israelites blew the ram horn, the Lord caused the warriors in the camp to fight against each other. With All they had to do is just sit there and watch these folks kill themselves. When God say, vengeance is mine, thus said the Lord. He don't want you to lift that finger. All he wants you to do is serve him, worship him, give praise and thanks. Give him the glory. He wants the glory. That's why he don't want it to be like you could do it. And I did. And it was me. And I'm self-made. Yes, baby. I ain't need nobody. I got out the mud all by myself. I did this. You weren't with me. Showing in the gym. Ooh. No. God did it. Next. So it says, those who were not killed flee to places as far away as Beth Shaton near Zariah. And the borders of Abel Mehola near Tabith. I'm going to act like I'm saying it right. Because I don't know these cities. Okay. <laughs> then Gideon sent for the warriors of Nephtali, Asher, Manasseh, who joined in chasing the army of Midian. Gideon also sent messages throughout the hill country of Ephraim saying, come down to attack the Midianites, cut them off at the shallow crossing of the Jordan River at Beth Bera. Now, let me give y'all some insight on this because it might be a little bit confusing if you ain't read some of this Old Testament. All right. So y'all know Moses said, let my people go. They was in, uh, they was in Egypt. God allowed Pharaoh to let them go and gave them gifts and then drowned Pharaoh in the in the sea after he hardened Pharaoh's heart. Then they got to the wilderness. Should have only took them 15 days. They should have been in the promised land, but they got stuck there for 40 years because they were disobedient. They complained. They worshiped other gods. They just didn't do right. They turned their back on God. They were disobedient. Okay. All of them died. Their kids grew up. Their kids were able to go into the promised land. The thing that was about the promised land was it was giants. The, yeah, giants. Yeah, giants. 
blew your mind, didn't it? Giants lived in the promised land. Yes, giants walked the earth. I heard somebody argue with me. Did you know that they're taking books out of the Bible? And there were giants. And they don't want you to know that. I'm like, I don't know what Bible you might have read. But my Bible told me it was giants. You ain't gave me no new new news. You know I mean? That's why you got to read your Bible. Because a lot of these people on TikTok and all this other stuff will have you thinking, oh, oh, oh. But if you haven't read for yourself, it's the blind leading the blind. No. Mm-mm. But anyways, back to the person here in China. <sighs> when... God gave them victory to kill these giants and all these different, you know, everything. Everything was given to them. The promised land had all the bitty, the, the, the cities and the buildings already built for them. Everything is already there for them. People had riches and gold and all this stuff. All this stuff is there for them. All you got to do is just kill the people that's in the city and it's all yours. So then it was, so, and, I, and it's, the promised land is not just a city. It's multiple cities. It's a lot of area. It's a land. So what God said to do was to break up the tribes of Israel, right? What was it, 12 tribes? Break up the 12 tribes and give them all their own portion of land, right? So now we're in that area of the Bible where everybody got their own portion of land. So Gideon, where he's from, him and his people, they're the ones who's fighting the Midianites. But now he's calling to the other tribes of Israel like, hey, hey, uh, so, <laughs> you know, we got some people on the, on the run about to come by you. Can you, you know, handle that for me or whatever? And they're like, all right, I got you. No, don't worry. Yeah, I'm, I was ready. I'm like, what? What? We're going to get them. It is what it is. Don't worry about it, man. I got you. Boom. Okay. So I hope that that, that little ghetto synopsis helped y'all. All right. So. All the men of Ephraim did as they were told. They captured, they captured Orib and Zeb, the two Midianite commanders, killing Orib at the rock of Orib and Zeb at the winepress of Zeb. And they continued to chase the Midianites afterward. The Israelites brought the head of Orib and Zeb to Gideon who was by the Jordan River. Pay attention. So now we at 8-1. It says, Then the people of Ephraim asked Gideon, Why have you treated us this way? Why didn't you send for us when you first went out to fight the Midianites? And they argued heatedly with Gideon. So they mad. They like, so you was about to go to war and didn't even tell us? Like, but you want you want our help now. So you want to call us now because you couldn't get the little commanders or whatever. And now you want to call us like, what? You, what you think I am? You think I'm, I'm, I don't do leftovers, baby. <laughs> That's how Justice would have said. So Gideon's reply. But Gideon replied, what have I accomplished compared to you? Aren't even the leftover grapes of Ephraim's harvest better than the entire crop of my little clan of Albizer? God gave you victory over Oreb and Z, the commanders of the Midianite army. What have I accomplished compared to that? 
When the men of Ephraim heard Gideon's answer, their anger subsided. Man, I tell you, smooth operator. Smooth operator. Man, that man so smooth. He was like, you know, I ain't really did. You killed the commander. You still outdid me. Like, you you got the better land. You're better. You know, just you just boosted these folks' head all the way up. You know what I'm saying? Just smooth operator. Like, for real. And so the Holy Ghost gave me this proverb. It's a proverb that says, A soft answer turns away wrath. Them folks was just arguing, turned up. He gave a soft answer. Boom. So I don't know who needed to hear that part because I don't know if it already happened or it's going to happen or tomorrow you're going to get to work or when you get home, your husband, or when you, when you answer the phone, the bill. But a soft answer turns away wrath. Whatever they talk about, however they feel, just give them a soft answer. Give them a soft <laughs> I play so much But yeah give them a soft answer Like y'all saw how he did things Like you know you still did So awesome You you still accomplished more than I could Because you killed Like who am I to even Ask y'all for help you know Like your land is so great Like and then look God still allowed y'all to kill the commander. He sent me to kill people, and I still didn't even get the commander. Y'all got the commander. Y'all are so awesome. So awesome. <laughs> okay, so that that subsided their anger. Gideon then crossed the Jordan River with his 300 men. And though exhausted, they continued to chase the enemy. And I think it was very important that the Bible put in there, though exhausted. Because they was tired. And that's where a lot of Christians get. When they get tired, they ready to give up. They stop looking at the victories that they have under their belt. They stop looking at how far they came, man. Lord, I've been fighting all my life, and I've been fighting since I was a kid, and stuff been going on since I was a child, and I've been going through, and my parents, and then the school, and then I grow up, and I'm thinking that when I grew up, things were going to be great, and then it'd be an uphill battle, and this, and that, and God is looking like, but I made sure the bills were paid, and you still ate, and didn't nothing happen to you, and you still had transportation, you still got the work, every time you lost a job, you got another job, ooh, but I'm just so tired and that's when they be ready to give up because i didn't fall so many battles and i came so far and it's like another battle i'm still not there yet I, my business still hasn't hit yet i still haven't got where i wanted to go i still don't have a husband i still don't got my kids or my kids is still acting up i still don't have a relationship with my family i still feel like i'm lost i still feel like don't nobody love me i still feel like don't nobody care don't nobody understand where i'm coming from i feel like everybody treat me like i'm crazy Everybody treat me like I just making this stuff up. I am tired. I can't keep going on like this. I am exhausted. And you want me to continue to get up and continue to go and you keep waking me up every day and keep telling me to keep going and keep telling me to keep. I am tired. When does I get? When do I get a break? When is it over? 
Well, it ain't. So, even though they were exhausted, they continued to chase the enemy. When they reached Sukkoth, Gideon asked the leaders of the town, Please give the, my warriors some food. They are very tired. And I am chasing Zeba and Zelmuna, the kings of Midian. But the officials scuffed. The officials of Sukkoth replied, Catch Ziba and Zamuna first. And then we'll feed your army. So pretty much they're like, yeah, y'all ain't gonna catch these folk. We don't believe this. You what? I'm not about to go. I'm not getting into these little childish games with you. You about to catch who? You? See, folks don't know the victory that God already gave you. They still thinking of you as just, you know, the girl they went to school with. Your mama still think you of uh, just your, her little baby. Or your daddy still think you of daddy's little girl. They don't know the calling on your life. Yeah, I gotta excuse me because I had to charge my, <laughs> my computer about that. But they don't know the calling on your life. So they looking like, you looking like, look, my business is about to blow. Okay, I just, I really need, you know, somewhere to be able to do this, or I need that. And they just looking like, girl, okay, well, call me when you get it off the ground and you get your LLC. And call me when you get, no, it's already going to, look, God gave me the vision. Okay, uh-huh. Like, <laughs> they did you like, they, they hit the Friday on you. Okay, I'm going to call you. Okay. That's what he did to them. He don't know God already said the victory is yours. He don't know that God just confused them and had them all killing each other. Word obviously ain't got out yet. He don't know that he got the head of Orb and Zebub, whatever the man name was, Zeb. The commanders, he don't they don't know that. They thinking, what? You the what? It said the camels that these people rode on was looked like more than the sand on the seashore they look like look it's so many of them and you telling me you about to kill the king boy get out my face with all that i got, I got stuff going on i got time to play with you people don't know the calling on your life that is very important so the next time you get a no or the next time you get a oh that's nice your little business or the next time you get, oh, okay, you think you're going to be able to handle all of that? They don't know the calling on your life. Thank you, Jesus. Because I'm telling y'all, God told me to quit my job. I was like, yeah. But then I said, you know what, God, I'm going to I'm gonna do what you said do. Because he kept sending random prophets everywhere I went to say, God has told you to quit your job. God has told you to quit your job. Hey, you're being disobedient. Hey, you're, you're going to kill. Like, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you know. <laughs> must be God and then when I put my two way notice in it's like you gonna do what where you gonna work what you gonna do what my dad was like how dare you let one bird go out of your hand while you ain't got another bird in the other hand the other bird is in the nest I mean like he gave me some type of 70 jive turkey type of 
what kind of scenario the bird out my hand the other bird okay I'm like, okay dad yeah i understand yeah it's all gonna work out like god got me everybody's like what i mean like my sorority sister was like i would never quit my job without something else already and yeah but god ain't told you to do it so i yeah don't do it i wouldn't suggest you to do anything god ain't told you to do sweetie <laughs> but you know what that's not my answer when these people say these things my answer is like okay all right yeah okay because you don't know the calling of my life you don't know the plans that he had for me because the plans he had for me are many the plans that he has for me is good okay he don't have god ain't, 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 ain't got me this far to just leave me he ain't told you to do it because it ain't for you okay and still even to this day people still call me so what you doing you ain't what you doing you what you've been working the last two months see i mean what have you been doing like okay okay so gideon now gideon he a whole nother type of gangster which i feel like you get that little bit of zeal. Like, you get that little bit of gangster on you. After you done killed all these men, you just, like, seeing all these folks die, you get to being like, you know what? Yeah. God got my back. So, some of these victories that you see, you got to be like, you know what? The God that I serve. And that's why you got to have an encounter with God. That's why so many people don't believe in God. Because they really haven't had a real encounter. But I'm praying that you get a real encounter with God if you haven't already had it. Because that's when you start to be like, you know what? God ain't going to fail me. Because what I'm about to read, I'll let you know that he was just like, man, I just saw everybody killing everybody because I blew a horn. My God, we killing these dudes like, and you're going to tell me what? All right. This is his response to them hating because they hating. Yeah, when you when you kill the king, then I feed you. So Gideon said, after the Lord gives me victory over Zeba and Zamuna. I will return and tear your flesh with the thorns and the briars of the wilderness. From there, Gideon went up to Peniel and again asked for food. So he went to a different area, Peniel. First, it was Sukkoth. Now it is Peniel. And he asked for food again. But he got the same answer. So he said to the people of Peniel. After I return in victory. I will tear down this tower. He ain't playing with him. He know he can do it. It's something about the faith that you get. Your faith should grow over time. As you constantly have these victories in God. You should believe for more victories. By this time, Zebath and Zemuna were in Karkor with 15,000 warriors, all that remained of the allied armies of the east. For 120,000 had already been killed. You killed 120,000 men with 300 men. Of course you know you that guy. <laughs> Gideon circled around by caravan route east of the Noba and Jagoba, taking the Midianite armies by surprise. Zeba 
and Zemuna, the two Midianite kings, fled, but Gideon chased them down and captured all their warriors. After this, Gideon returned from battle by the way of Harris Pass. There, he captured the young man from Sukkoth. Remember, Sukkoth was the first people that was like, yeah, when you when I see it, I believe it. And demanded that he write down the names of all 77 officials and elders in the town. Gideon then returned to Sukkoth and said to the leaders, here are Zeba and Zemuna leaders. I'm sorry. Here are Zeba and Zemuna. Where... We were here, when we were here before, you taunted me saying, catch Ziba and Zamuna first and then we will feed your exhausted army. Then Gideon took the elders of the town and taught them a lesson, punishing them with thorns and briars from the wilderness. He also tore down the towns of Peniel and killed all the men in the town. But y'all don't hear me though. Okay. If y'all ain't got nothing out of this little little baby baby story time, <laughs> ain't no baby story time. But y'all know what I'm saying. He handled all of that. Everything that he was supposed to do, he did. I'm gonna kind of stop right there because you know these stories can go on and on and on and on and on. And on. But if y'all, I hope that this this really fed y'all in some type of way because it definitely did for me. And that's kind of how these Old Testaments, it's like a lot of different little things that you need for your life, right? So in one area, you you finding out that God don't want you to take too many warriors with you. He don't want you to think that you can do it all on your own. This was by your strength. He won't. It's, it's a part of the Bible where it says in my weakness you are made strong so by me being weak god is stronger i'd rather be weak so you can be strong i'm not trying to be strong because there's certain things i can't do i saw a post on facebook said i stopped trying to get my lick back when i found out god hit harder okay so we learned that i'm just doing a recap then we learned that god is testing those around us to see if they need to go to the next level with us which can also be reversed because we're not going to, you know what I'm saying? We ain't conceited. Ain't no, ain't no big eyes, little U's in the kingdom. He's also testing us to see if we should go into the next level with some of the people in our lives. Then we found out that God gave us victory before he even sent us over there. We also know that God will confuse the enemy where we ain't got to lift a finger. He handling everything. All we need to do is give him glory and give him praise and give him the honor where he already is deserved. Then we found out. <laughs> then we found out that a soft answer turns away wrath. Okay. We also found out that even though you exhausted, you got to keep going. Because they was exhausted. Everybody telling them, no, it's like when they get into the very end, all they got to do is get the king. They got everybody else. They killed 120,000 men. They looking for two men. 
Now everybody telling them, no, nah, you can't do it. We ain't going to help you. Oh, y'all tired. Y'all hungry. Nobody will help you. You are almost at the end. You can see the finish line. You can taste the victory meal. And everybody like, uh-uh. It's, it, it's a no for me. But you have to keep going. They kept pressing. They got it. And then they came back to laugh in the faces of the enemy who told them, you ain't going to be able to do that. Alright. Act like you don't hear me. Act like you don't hear me though. Act like you don't hear me. Hey, act like you don't hear me though. And so I do want to close this out with a proverb. <clears throat> I gave y'all a proverb earlier because the soft rap turns away. Um a soft answer turns away wrath. And that was proverb, I want to say 15. One, but in Proverbs fourteen seven through eight it says, "Stay away from fools, for you won't find knowledge on their lips. The prudent understands where they are going, but fools deceive themselves. Get rid of foolish people, y'all. Get rid of people who don't have the faith. Like God said, everybody that was scared, y'all can y'all can go. Tell them they can go if they scared. And twenty two thousand went home." Mostly everybody had fear in their heart. They didn't even believe for real. Get, even if it's one person, even if it's three people, to keep those who really have the faith and believe. Keep people with faith. And not just faith in you, but faith in God. Because who are you? Yeah, they but girl, girl, you can do hair real good. I know you're going to be a good hairstylist. Yeah, anybody can see that. But do they believe in God that he going to take you from where you are right now and lift you up so high, bigger than you could ever see? Now you got beauty, <clears throat> beauty schools. You all on the red carpet. You doing hair all in fashion week. Nobody saw this. All you really wanted was to do a couple of celebrities. You want to do Ari. You know what I'm saying? You want to do, you know, Cardi B. And you just had a couple of little celebrities you want to do. Girl, because when I get to do Megan, she'll be real cute with the side part with this bang yank. Girl, you know. But no, God had another plan for you. Now you all over in Paris. That's, yo, that's where you live. You don't even live in America no more. You live in Paris. You come visit your family. Like, you don't know the plan that God has for you. It is much greater than you can ever think, more than you can imagine. Your cup is supposed to run over. And guess where it's running over to? To them, them three that was right around you. That's why he don't want everybody around you when he bless you. One, because they faith. If they don't have faith, if they don't believe, when it gets hard, they'll tell you, girl, just stop. Girl, don't. Mm, I, we thought we, it didn't work out. No, he want people that has faith because they're going to keep going even when they're exhausted. They're going to keep going because God didn't tell everybody that they had victory. He, They told Gideon. He said, Gideon, you have victory. Those 300 men had faith that Gideon is hearing from God. So even though I'm tired and everybody telling us, we're not going to get, th I believe because Gideon got a word from God and I know that he did. And I believe God ain't brought us this far to leave us out here in the deep and just let us to drown. God ain't brought us this far to just give up right now. And now we don't know. And we lost. God ain't brought us always out, out here for us to just look crazy and look like a fool. God ain't do that. That's why he only wanted the people surrounded around you who got faith. 
Get rid of those who don't have faith. Get rid of those with that talk, foolish talk. You need wise people around you. If you're around three fools, you'll be the fourth. Get some wiseness, some wisdom. Get some elders if you got to. If the people around you ain't making no sense, if the people around you ain't trying to go nowhere, they don't, they kind of sort of dibble dabble with God, but they don't all the way believe in God. And you know, mm, God is good all the time, all the time God is good. And they only doing the little religious stuff. You don't need the people around you. Because guess what? When they run out of religious sins, they don't know what else to say. They ain't got no word to speak over you. They can't remind you of the vision. They can't pour life into you when you tired. I that was the Holy Spirit because they're about to not expect to say none of that. Okay. Well, I pray that this it lifted, uplifted you and whatever situation you're going through of course i don't know but god know everything you got going on and for some reason he really put it on me to do this so for i don't i don't know maybe 300 people are going to watch this and this could be for just one person on today but it might take 10 years for the next 300 to feel this but i pray that the holy spirit reminds you of these things whenever that you need it that is already deep inside of you and written on your heart because you need to write god's word on your heart <clears throat> so that you're able to get through these battles and these victories i pray that the holy spirit uplift you through whatever encounters and whatever you're dealing with right now i rebuke and bind the enemy at the root i rebuke and bind the plan and attack from the enemy i send them back to the pits of hell i ask that the angels that were assigned to you in your life fight on your behalf fight these battles that you don't see the battles that you do see in the mighty name of jesus that you get to witness your enemies killing each other and you get to witness all of those mountains fall right before you that you get to see the victory and walk into the promised land that god give you the victory that god rise you up on eagles that when you're feeling like you're about to give up he give you a second win in the mighty name of jesus and i thank you lord god for it and i pray that you give them the mind to praise you when it happened you give them the mind to take a knee and just give you worship and then just sing praise and give you the glory and not say that it was them and they were self-made lord god you humble them and you give them the mind to stay humble in me as well and we thank you for holy spirit for you sitting with us you supping with us you never leaving us you being omnipresent with us and being with all of us at the same time you not giving up on us and leaving us in our sin but trying to get us out of our sin and give us the knowledge that you have because you are all knowing because you created everything and so we thank you for that we thank you for the patience you're giving us because it takes patience to win this war and we thank you for the victory we thank you for the victory because we know it's already ours in jesus name we pray amen if y'all need some prayer y'all want to talk y'all want to you know what i'm saying go over to the ghetto good girl facebook page that's where you can holler at me or you can go over to my tiktok um where i do little stories they much quicker than this of course but you get to see little bible stories over there and yeah y'all know how to get at me if you want to support this podcast go over to the ghetto good girl etsy page go ahead and spend a couple of coins you know what i'm saying look at it as an investment look at it as <laughs> um you know an offering or however god put it on your heart to keep this podcast up and going i really appreciate it the kingdom really appreciate it we're gonna do what we gotta do for the kingdom either way you know what i'm saying i can't give up even if the naysayers say what you're doing i gotta keep going because i i can't come off this wall that's another story I mean, i can't come off this wall because i got a good work to do we'll do that story another time but yeah i love y'all but god love y'all so much more Bye bye